Hello everyone, thank you once again for joining the 630 Wrestling Podcast. My name's Stephen, I hope you've all had a fantastic week and it's great that you've joined me once again. I'll be with you again for the next 25 minutes, half an hour, uh, just talking about different bits and pieces about wrestling. Um, so, we're going to get straight into it because, not just of course in wrestling, but worldwide, uh, there has been no- nothing short of just everything that's about coronavirus at the moment. And it really has affected the world of wrestling. There's so many events being cancelled. Even rumours about WrestleMania being cancelled. So, what I'm going to do, because that's pretty much all of the news that anything about wrestling has been at the moment. I'm not going to touch any news this week at all. So, I'm going to do something different. I put out a post or a question on Instagram earlier. Just asked first event somebody could give me. Um, and the first one was given to me by my mate, Decky Heading. Uh, he said, go for WrestleMania 20. I'm going to look back at WrestleMania 20. I'm going to do a quick review on it. And then we'll get into the actual uh, the actual part of the podcast today about the fall and rise of Drew McIntyre. But let's get started. And I hope you enjoy the podcast. So before we get fully into it, there is a few things I just want to go uh, through first. Uh, one thing I will still be doing is my Match of the Week recommendation, which we will start off with. So my Match of the Week this week actually comes from WWE. It's from Elimination Chamber, and it was matched between Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak. The match was just a fantastic example of technical wrestling. Uh, it was... It, it, it's, I was surprised myself at how well received it was online as well because I was thinking because it was so technical it would be class as boring but it wasn't thankfully um, Daniel for having all of the neck injuries took some serious bumps to the neck to that area as well there was one German suplex in particular that made me wince uh, but altogether the match came away yeah, it was a very very good match uh, so check it out I'll be on the WWE Network for that one um, Elimination Chamber itself I thought was for a WWE pay-per-view which have been quite difficult to get through recently um, I thought it was actually quite good to be honest and it was a nice sort of setup for Wrestlemania if it goes ahead but let's not talk about that until everybody knows a bit better so as I said the first thing we want to do today is look back at an old Wrestlemania well I put out old event on Instagram and the one that came back to me was WrestleMania 20. So WrestleMania 20 is one of the ones that I remember. It's one of the first ones really I remember growing up. Um, just I watched some of it back today. I did remember the majority of it, but it was a stack card start to finish. Um, and from what I remember, it was one of, it's one of the best manias still to this day for a mania that happened in 2004. There are some moments of it that really dictated the future of wrestling going forward. One of the big ones there was John Cena versus Big Show, which started the show for the United States title. Uh, ten minute match. It was very simple, sort of. It was very simple, heel versus face stuff. Big Show. This was Big Show in his prime. He was a big guy who could move. Even then, he could move about very a lot better than he can now. But he was younger then, of course. Uh, Cena got the win, and what's important about that? is that Cena won his first title, the United States title. Uh, that's after, and I didn't know a lot of this until watching the Ruthless Aggression series on the WWE Network. Check that out, anybody that hasn't already. It was very good. It's amazing to see that he went from actually nearly being released by WWE to just doing a rap battle on a bus in Europe um, when they were on tour 
to getting the rapper gimmick and then look where he is now he's one of the most well probably one of the most well-known wrestlers still go he's not even still going at the moment he's back now and then uh but he's a household name and this event was where it really all started his first title um other great matches on the card as well there was a very solid match it was just a singles match between christian and chris jericho uh which is very good there was a couple of ones as well um brooke goldberg versus brock lesnar now that's with austin as the guest referee now this one was a weird one because this was again lesnar really in his prime and i didn't realize this again going back to the series for full discretion on the network but Lesnar was actually only with the WWE for two years on his first run, which is crazy because it seemed a lot longer and he achieved so much in that two years. But um, with this, both him and Goldberg were basically leaving after this match. Um, now, word of that had spread through the crowd and the crowd just really didn't receive the match well at all. And you could sort of get the glimpses that halfway through the match, not even halfway... They both didn't really care anymore and they just wanted it over with. They just wanted to get out because the crowd just were not enjoying the match whatsoever. It ended with Austin giving them both a stunner, which just sounds like Stone Cold Steve Austin. A couple of other great matches. There's one as well here. Now, it was actually the only women's match on the card. Now, this is going back to when it wasn't... Women's wrestling wasn't what it was now. I mean, for the whole thing lasted four and a half hours and the women got four minutes and 52 seconds, according to the, what I'm using here to look at the matches again. So four minutes and 52 seconds is what was given to women's wrestling on in 2004's WrestleMania. Uh, it was Victoria versus Molly Holly. Now, again, a couple of... Something interesting I found out about this match as well. This actually was going to be potentially a WrestleMania card without any women's matches. Now, this match was made a women's title versus hair match, and Molly Holly basically went to management and said, look, can we just have a match? I leave and shave my head for this. So she gave them that stipulation. Um, it ended up that she had to shave her head bald as well when Victoria beat her. Uh, but that, that just shows how much it's grown, you know, in that time um, as well. The last three matches so were just, well, two of them were unbelievable. Eddie Guerrero versus Kurt Angle. Eddie Guerrero, one of the... Oh, God, God's sake, he's one of the greatest of all time, as is Angle. Um, it was just 21 minutes of fantastic wrestling. And the great thing about Eddie was he could switch between being the face and almost like a cardly face where he was doing, like, untying the boot, you know, to where Angle's doing the ankle lock and then slipped out uh, of it, you know, to get the roll-up and things like that. And Angle's just technical technical genius uh that went the two of them just went well together um and with eddie just anything he seemed to do was just amazing um as well uh you had the take undertaker versus kane uh, it was just a typical undertaker versus kane match very very good and then the main event still to this day one of my favorite matches of all time um chris benoit Shawn michaels triple h and I know, once again, it, it sort of goes back to last week, almost talking about Benoit, it's almost like a taboo subject. He's not really brought up, but it was, it's probably, the, in my opinion, the best main event of WrestleMania ever. 
a fantastic match start to finish and then of course Benoit getting the win and then him and Eddie embracing at the end of the ring you know they're the two world champions at the end of the event Eddie comes out tears from him tears from Benoit tears from me um it, it was a beautiful sight and uh, again it just goes back to say if Benoit maybe wasn't you know whatever happened to his head you know uh, he would be much more well received uh, you know back now in this match wouldn't be a forgotten part of history but what can you do about that that's that's in the past but going back to this great match and coming up to Wrestlemania I actually would just say to anybody if you've got 25 half an hour minutes half an hour free sit down and just watch this match because it's 25 minutes of beautiful wrestling um other matches on the card there there's two tag team gauntlets or fatal four-way matches i should say um it was the last wrestlemania as well for the apa before bradshaw really took off uh, he's one of the latest inductees in the hall of fame well, when i say really took off he got this huge singles push afterwards where he became jbl but the apa back in the day were a great tag team to watch uh that one was rikishi and scotty tuhati the apa the passion brothers and the world's greatest tag team um that just shows i think wwe have always had a stacked tag team division um as well there was a cruiserweight title open um as well and again you had chavo guerrero Rey mysterio waltimo dragon tajiri numerous others billy kidman in there Fanaki, jimmy noble um again 10 minutes and it was a, that was 10 minutes basically one in one out one in one out um it was very good fast-paced match uh yeah it was good pay-per-view all in all um and it just shows because that was one of the last ones as well in an indoor arena so that one was in madison square garden now of course any wrestlemania is in one of the big football stadiums out in the states um so it had a different feel the the crowd the atmosphere behind it all as well was just electric the only time out of a modern wrestlemania really i've think anything has replicated that would be well there's two there's the hardys coming back that a, a couple of years ago in the tag team match and also seth rollins cashing in at money in the back you know the money in the bank briefcase to come out and defeat lesnar and reigns in the main event as well a few years back uh but definitely go back and watch this one and decky thank you for bringing it up because it was a great four and a half hours that i spent watching this um this is uh, it's another thing i've just been thinking about doing for the podcast um and yeah uh if there's any other events anybody can think of as well just fire me a message or post under any of the posts and things like that um but yeah that's wrestlemania 20 and i've summed that up in about 10 minutes so what i'll do now since i've got you know like i said i've plan about t- half an hour 25 minutes for this anyway and we've still got to talk about uh the main podcast today drew mcintyre so let's talk about anything that's not related to coronavirus in regards to the world of wrestling because one thing okay this sort of is related but this weekend it's meant to be down in dublin a huge uh indie event called scrapper mania uh which unfortunately was cancelled uh, because of coronavirus now, one of the names that was there, and I just want to bring this up because I think it's absolutely fantastic. One of the names that was there was going to be John Moxley, a.k.a. Dean Ambrose. It's one of his, he doesn't really do a lot of indie events. So for them to actually get him 
Uh, was a really big deal. Now, the problem, and it's not just OTT, um, there'll be a fact about this, any of the promotion, because there's so many across the board have been had to cancel events. Um, any promotion really is going to be struggling, and wrestlers are going to be struggling as well, maybe financially, all the independent guys. So what happened for OTT was a GoFundMe was set up, and one of the great things at the minute, that's actually hit €6,000 that people have raised to give back to the company. But what John Moxley did anonymously, but it has been revealed that it was him, was he donated €1,000 to OTT as well. Now, I know he's a multimillionaire, but for somebody to actually go, go their way and donate a grand to an indie promotion is beautiful. And it's the same with the actual wrestling community here in Ireland. The raise six grand for the promotion is fantastic as well. Um, but just going forward then, because I don't want to talk to him. Like I said, I keep. I feel like I'm repeating myself a wee bit here. Uh, but there is other stuff that has happened in the last week. It, it doesn't seem like it has, but... Um, just because everything has been to do with coronavirus. One thing I thought was very interesting I read today, and I don't know if it's official, and I never really want to talk about rumours, but about the Revival, who have been looking to get out of their WWE contract uh, for probably about a year now, I would say. Their contracts are up next month, and WWE have decided to stop paying them now. So that pretty much means that they're gone. Now, the Revival, in my opinion, are the best tag team on the planet. So... I think there's only one real destination for them, and that'll be AEW. And the thought of the Revival versus the Young Bucks, that'll be a fantastic match. Even when they're free from the WWE, that's going to go down somewhere as well, and I cannot wait for that. That's pretty much really it. I've just actually brought up a couple of news websites here um, to see if I can see anything else maybe to talk about before we get started on McIntyre. Um, let's have a look. Oh, okay, so here's another very interesting thing as well. So this any American football fans out there may be interested in this. So rumour has it is that Rob Gronkowski, who used to play for the New England Patriots, um, has actually signed with WWE. It's going to be on the same sort of contract as what Ronda Rousey had. So it'll be, uh, so it'll be going back and forth. So he'll be there now and then every couple of months. I'm not a huge fan of things like this, personally. I just think that you should keep wrestling to the wrestlers. and I don't mind, like, the likes of folk chick Shayna Baszler, for an example. Uh, Shayna Baszler, uh, she actually went, she left MMA, did the indies. She did train properly, so I have no problem with things like that. But same with Ronda, now, she, didn't do, she did train a bit with, you know, to get into all this, but... Uh, Again, she wasn't there enough for me personally. And it's the same with the two world champions of Matt Lesnar and Goldberg. If you want to be a champion, you should be there 24 you know, the whole time. So I'm not a huge fan of that, but let's see where it goes from that. Another thing, um, last week's episode, which I just want to thank everyone as well. It was very well received uh, by the Hall of Fame. Um... One thing I did say before, one of the names I was going to talk wasn't going to talk about because he was rumored was British Bulldog, and it was confirmed this week on After the Bell, which is WWE's podcast with Corey Graves, that Bulldog would be going on that 
um, he would be going into the Hall of Fame, uh, which is absolutely fantastic. Probably the most noteworthy British wrestler of all time who done a lot for wrestling in the UK and you'd have to say Ireland as well because again he's one of the most household names there so he's going to be joining this year's class another name that is going to be joining him is JBL uh, both very well deserved um, for this year definitely um, so yeah and that podcast as well after the bell uh, very very good um, interesting with Tyson Kidd Natalia and David Boy Smith Jr talking about their not only the British Bulldog but just about their careers as well it was a really good lesson uh, so that is really all I can think of for talking about the news and stuff this week um, and we're going to get on to the episode so this week's episode is about the rise and fall or sorry the fall and rise I should say of Drew McIntyre and by that, what I mean by that is he got released by the company um, a few years ago and he's came back and this year he will be headlining Wrestlemania which he is going to potentially be as well the first ever British World Heavyweight Champion um, I can't really think of anyone else better for that accolade if it happens so let's get right into it this will be the fall and rise of Drew McIntyre. So Drew McIntyre has altogether been employed by WWE since 2007. Uh, so he was with them originally from 2007 to 2014. 2014. Um, he then shook three years out when he got fired first time out um, and returned to NXT in 2017. So looking at his first run, when Jerry McIntyre came in, um, he was known as the Chosen One. Vince McMahon actually introduced him as the Chosen One as well. Uh, with that, however, he never really lived up to the hype the first time. Uh, he did win the Intercontinental title. He had, um, you know, different sort of, you know, he had a tag team there as well with Cody Rhodes at one point in time that was very short-lived. Uh, but... All in all, he was used as more of a bit part player. He was never really going to be the guy, um, unfortunately. He's always been talented, but everything just sort of drifted off. And then, you know, coming towards the end of this time, the first time around with WWE in 2014, he became a member of 3MB with Heath Slater and Drew McIntyre, where he basically just ran out and played air guitar. Uh, but he was just a jobber. Um, he didn't get pretty much any sort of wins or anything of note at any point in time uh, coming towards the end of his uh, first stint with the WWE. So he was released uh, on the 12th of June 2014 um, and he returned to the independent scene. Now this is where the rebirth of Drew McIntyre really happened. Um, so mainly within Insane Championship Wrestling over in Glasgow in Scotland uh, is where he made his name. He went on um, to win the heavyweight championship pretty much right away there. Um, but with that as well, he pretty much raised the game for wrestling over in Scotland. And I think in a way, even though he didn't do a lot in the UK outside of ICW, um, he did raise the profile once he came back um, within wrestling in the UK as well. You know, to have somebody like that, you know, with such a big name, uh, Drew Mac, you know, as Drew McIntyre, um, 
to be doing, you know, little hauls, you know, everywhere. You know, he wrestled over here in Belfast. He wrestled once in Europa, and he wrestled once in the old Mandela Hall as well. Um, you know, this is a guy that was one of... He, he is, even at that point, was probably the biggest, most well-known name to people maybe in British wrestling. You know, anybody maybe just watches WWE knows who Drew McIntyre is as well. So one thing he did say, uh, he was inducted into the Hall of Fame by ICW as well. Um, and one thing he did say is he would end up being the first British world champion um, and the first Scottish world champion. Now, he did end up going back to WWE um, just on WrestleMania weekend as well. Um, so he ended up, or just to talk a wee bit more, maybe, you know, just want to say, you know, whereabouts he went. Well, he was on the Independence before I got the that, actually. So he ended up going to Mexico, wrestling for AAA. Um, he wrestled in Germany for Westside Extreme Wrestling as well. He did their 16-guard gold tournament um, where he got to the quarterfinals. You know, he, like I said, he wrestled here a couple of times. He, he pretty much went around the world um, and gained, you know, more and more experience. And one thing he also did was bulk up. Uh, I mean, if you look at it side by side of what he looked like before and after, you know, his release, uh, he's a huge guy um, as well. He also went, of course, to TNA. He was in TNA for just over a year as well. Again, he didn't really do much there um i think i was more case of at the time um tna this sounds very typical had no idea what they were doing um and he left in 2017 um but at that point tna was a weird one because the viewership had dropped and nobody really had a clear indication of what was happening anywhere um, as all with that, it was a really terrible time for that company. Uh, but we'll come, you know, that's a topic for another day. Uh, PWG as well. Uh, Pro Wrestling Grilla is probably the best and biggest independent promotion worldwide. Um, pretty much attract anybody who's in the name there as well. So he did their Battle of Los Angeles tournament um, as well. Uh, he faced a bunch of different indie, you know, big names in the indie scene. Even then, he wrestled guys like Champa. Drew Gulak, who are now with WWE as well. Adam Cole was another one. Um, so he got all the experience. He worked on his in-ring. He worked on his appearance as well, getting, you know, a lot bigger and, you know, basically he looked like money. He's the type of guy you could stick a world title on and he looks like the type of guy that you should be a world champion. So... Now going back to when he came back. So he came back on WrestleMania weekend um, at you know with the NXT TakeOver. He started off in NXT. He didn't stay there for a, while, a long time, but he did win the NXT title. Uh, he defeated Bobby Roode for that. Um, from what I remember, that was a pretty good match as well. Um, now, that one of the things about that is it will never be remembered really as him winning the title. Because that's when Adam Cole and the Undisputed Era made their debut by attacking Drew McIntyre. Um, after that, he had a feud with Andrade. Um, but after that as well, I think sort of the lines were being drawn for him to be called back up. Um, so he ended up losing the title to Andrade in January. And he actually suffered an injury in that match. He suffered a torn bicep. Um, 
but that was him doubling NXT. So he was in NXT from April to January, um, and then he went on to the main roster. Now, when he came on to the main roster, um, he was originally teamed up with Dolph Ziggler as a heel tag team, almost reminiscent of Shawn Michaels and Kevin Nash back in the day, because Ziggler is your cocky, arrogant heel, uh, and McIntyre was the muscle. Uh, so it's pretty much... You know the exact same as what it was there um and he wasn't really doing a lot there was always rumors and talk about him getting the push to main event but nothing again ever really happened he was just sort of having bit part matches you know against the likes of um braun Strowman and things like that um he did have a feud with a shield and he teamed with baron corbin and lashley to face the shield um you know, not long after his return, but came up short in that because nobody was beating the shield at that time. Um, McIntyre ended up um, again, not not really a lot happening for him, unfortunately. Um, which is a shame because, as talented as he is, he really should have been pushed before now. He, in my opinion, he should already have been a world champion. Uh, WrestleMania 35, so at last year's WrestleMania, uh, he ended up getting beat by Roman Reigns in 10 minutes. Now, that was really one of Roman's first matches back um, before or since having leukemia, so he was never really going to win um, that match. But all the signs were there, you know, about how good he was as well. Um, he ended up then becoming one of Shane McMahon's enforcers. Um, and again, you know, uh, in that feud he had with Roman Reigns, he ended up losing, you know, he was having matches with The Undertaker and things. You know, he teamed up with Shane. He lost to Reigns and Undertaker at Extreme Rules. Um, he competed in The King of the Ring, lost to Ricochet, um, and then he was in the Survivor Series matches. So that's pretty much last year. So there wasn't a lot going on, and it didn't seem that he was going to get that push. But 2020 started, and he got a huge face turn. He became the good guy, and he won the Royal Rumble. And it was absolutely fantastic to see, because it was one of our own, really, winning the Royal Rumble. Um, And the way it was done with this year's Rumble was very, very good. So it had Brock... Brock Lesnar came in at one and he eliminated, I think, don't quote me on this, but I think it was 15 people he eliminated before McIntyre came out and McIntyre eliminated him. Um, And since then, (laughs) I have to love it because the storyline has pretty much been McIntyre basically kicking the shit out of Lesnar every week he's there. It is quite good to watch um, as well. But WrestleMania 36 is just around the corner. Drew McIntyre is going to be in the main event if WrestleMania goes ahead. Um, and I can't wait. And I do hope that Drew can pull it off as well. Um, but that's pretty much it for this part. Um, yeah, uh, that, that's pretty much it for the podcast in general this week. Um, I do thank you once again for joining me. Uh, next week, what I'm doing, so it's going to be I'm actually quite looking forward to doing this one because it's going to take uh, a bit of time. One thing I love about doing this podcast is when I say that I have to do research is that I end up having to do 
research by watching wrestling and i i absolutely love that it's fantastic but what i'm going to do is i'm going to build my dream wrestlemania card now what i mean by that is i'm going to look back at let's see we'll say the last 13 wrestlemanias um and what i'm going to do is pick a oh no we'll, we'll do i'll pick 13 matches from wrestlemanias uh any wrestlemania that basically has ever existed but only one per wrestler so for example i'm not gonna have like five austin versus rock matches a million kane versus undertakers it's going if undertaker has one match it's going to be one match on that if the rock has one match then it's going to be like that basically so i'm looking forward to doing that one um again instagram facebook um anybody there you know drop me a message if you can you know want to give me any feedback about the podcast i'm four weeks in i'm surprised i haven't got bored of it yet uh but i am very much enjoying doing this and any i've had so much positive feedback from everybody and i do thank everybody for your messages and everything as well um i have been trying to be a bit more um active on instagram so a lot of people have been joining in with the daily questions i've been dropping um so i've really enjoyed that as well and thank you again for that uh, this is on Spotify, Google Podcasts. It is on Apple Podcasts, I found out. I know I said last week I wasn't sure, but it is. Um, yeah, uh, drop me a review on Apple Podcasts. I can't see the reviews because I have a Android device, but I'm sh- it'd be great if you could drop me a review. Um, and yeah, until next time, try not to get coronavirus um, and be safe, look after each other. And I will see you all next week. Adios, amigos.